0: Alrighty, righty, guys. Uh, the next question is, uh, what do you guys see as some of the modern idols uh, that are kind of plaguing today's church? And then how do we address those modern idols uh, as pastors? Chris, you got that look on look your face, me. bro. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And you're going to look at the guy that's doing the contemporary, you know, the, the the church that's been here for 140 years. And what do we got? I mean, some of it's programs. Some of it's stuff that we have been doing for a long time. We just didn't want to say it. Well, no, it's, <laughs> no, Thank it's, you for I being mean, honest. It's, it's good things yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that have taken on uh, an importance or maybe have outlived. I mean, oftentimes it's things that have outlived their usefulness. You know, yeah. we recently had a conversation about like the material that we're using for Vacation Bible School, and, like, is that serving us best? Or this program that we've been doing within our children's ministry, maybe as a whole, at our Wednesday night program, like, is has that run its course? And when you've got so many resources invested, you've got people who are passionate about it, volunteers who are plugged in, you know, it's hard to kill something that seems to be working in some ways um, and and serving the church in some function. You have to say, okay, well, is it, Is it doing what we want it to do? Is it, you know, in this case, bringing children to Christ and teaching them scripture, you know, um, Deforming disciples in that way. So then it's like, okay, well, do we need to make a transition? But it can be all kinds of things. That's just one example.
0: And I think um, kind of touching on the, how do we address it as pastors? I think we're in a unique position right now to address a lot of those issues kind of, uh, you know, post COVID or going through COVID because of the fact that it gives us the, I mean, you know, and it sounds bad, but it gives us the perfect excuse to be like, hey, there's some things we need to reevaluate. And what are the things that we need to cut? And if there's anything that I've learned kind of in the season is, hey, there's certain things and people are a little bit more willing to, to kind of let go of some of those idols um, because we're seeing, okay, maybe this hasn't, you know, been as useful as we thought it was, you know, going to be yeah. in the that church.
1: crass political thing about, you know, yeah, don't let good crisis go to waste, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, but yeah. I mean.
0: And, and so, you know, that, that's one of the ways that we can kind of address it and just reevaluate, it. and I think being honest with, with some of the stuff. So that's that's a, a good, you know, it's uh, Haggai chapter one where the prophet is like, give careful
2: thought to your ways, right? And it's interesting because he, Comments briefly on the fact that like all these Jewish people are building these paneled houses, right? Well, that was like the cultural context dude like known for architecture, right and and economic advancement, right? So here you have these people that are liberated right then go back rebuild the temple Temple lies in ruins and they're building like their paneled houses and and it it was clear. It's like give careful thought to your ways, and so, yeah, man, I think a lot of idols can sneak up. you know, I, I look at it from two different perspectives, I think, okay, from a pastoral uh, minister 's leadership perspective there 's all of these idols. I think it was Kerry Newhoff, like years ago, he had this blog post that talked about like eight different idols, right, and his lists were like skill and. And brand and leadership and excellence and quality and I'm thinking like dude all of those things are so (laughs) present like in my Conversations and if I'm not careful like they'll become idols And then you've got the other like from just the the members and the church body and you've got things like careers and Sports and academics and all of these things that can easily from one day to the next right you don't even see it happening It just becomes an idol, but the message is for all of us give careful thought yeah. to your ways as you continue moving forward but yeah dude it's it's this is a heavy topic man idols
3: dang that's good so if you went old testament i'll go new testament we'll just like, <laughs> yes we'll just go at it together. i love it I so love i'll love go it. matthew uh-huh. where um like where's your heart like how how's your heart and where is your heart and what has captured your heart and and you know okay, you hypocrites, you know, like Jesus has these strong words when dealing with the religious leaders, the scribes, those that were given the opportunity to be the mouthpiece on behalf of the creator God. And um, like, if we're just going to be brutally honest, like sometimes we puff up ourselves to be the idol in the room. And that hurts my heart when I find myself like who who am I like because my heart is wicked right and all of our hearts are and um, so I think that's where the heaviness comes from me when I walk into a room and I think I've got this figured out and I realize my heart is far from him like I worship you with like I'm gonna give you my lips but my heart is just giving service um, and so for me it starts there um, and so like we talked about casting all right like just break up like we're gonna break our hearts to say like God uh, rend and mold me back where my heart is not just giving you fabricated service, but it is right and in tandem with where you have me and now help me to lead people from there. Um, because I, I think you're exactly right. Like um, I, I kind of, I think of this funny story. Um, my associate pastor, Layton, um, he's not a dude that gets stressed up a lot. And so when he shows up to, sh- to church on Sundays, he looks like a mess. Like you, oh, he's always wearing a hat and he's just a mess, which like, yeah. it's like, it's not a big deal, but he bought these shoes and they're like nice brown boots. And um, he started wearing them for church, like every Sunday, like he's got boots on and he's got four kids. And so, um, he's got three kids, sorry. Not, not that <laughs> I, he got three kids. Um, And so just recently, a couple of weeks ago, um, he put on those shoes and it wasn't Sunday. Um, he was is just like he decided to wear those shoes and his youngest son was like, oh daddy We're we going to church today um, and I think for far too long. We think we got to get polished up and w- w- Dressed up really nice to walk into a place like this and the truth is it's like man It's not about those nice boots. They're nice boots um, <laughs> but like it's our hearts and and so like for me um, When I think of idols within the church, I think it starts with with me with us and and I I think if we start from that humble position, um, I think it's going to begin to make a difference where other people are laying down from their broken hearts. And it could be other things, education, school, extracurricular activities, um, which in and of itself, VBS, these are great programs, um, but let us lay those down for the sake of our hearts being in, in step with where God wants us to be.
0: I think kind of going along what you're, you're talking about and just our heart and the condition of our heart um, and then kind of leading from a place where we're showing our brokenness. You know, one of the things I've seen um, kind of as an idol a lot of times in church is, is this idea of power, right? And so there's like a power dynamic. So as a leader, sometimes you know, being in a place of authority, uh, there's a tendency to, to kind of overgrab on that power. And, and the reason I bring that up is because I think the way it trickles down to the church at large is that many times the church sees itself as um, a a place that needs to have power and influence um, on a on a scale like that's not necessarily like on a spiritual level. What I mean by that is sometimes we get involved in different programs or different things or you know uh, politics or whatever the case may be to say, how can I get more powerful uh, so that I can get my agenda across rather than having the the, the kind of thought, how can I be more humble uh, so that people can see the love of God? And I think that the way that that can kind of be, you know, demonstrated to our congregation um, is how do we lead? So kind of going along with what you were talking about with the way that we, uh, you know, uh, kind of bring our brokenness to the Lord, if we're, if we're leading out of that place of humility um, and and just kind of, 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 hey, this is the honest, true, of who I am. I'm not trying to like over grasp on power or any of those kinds of things. I think that has a trickle down effect, uh, and that will powerfully, right, powerfully be able to affect our congregation when they're living their life. And so the things that they begin to to do and 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 uh, and try to kind of obtain, it's now leading from humility as well in their everyday life, in the academics, and in, in you know work or, or those kinds of things. And so I've I've just seen that kind of as we've gone into the last you know 2019 2020 is just like this grasp for power many times. Um, and and so I think that we we have to kind of address that with our with our churches so